The Frog King or Iron Henry by Francis Jenkins Alcott, also collected in Libraries of Hope in the Story Hour series. In olden times, when wishing was having, there lived a king whose daughters were all beautiful, but the youngest was so beautiful that the sun itself, which has seen so much, was astonished whenever it shone in her face. Close by the king's castle lay a dark forest, and under an old lime tree in the forest was a fountain. When the day was very warm, the king's child went out into the forest and sat down by the side of the cool fountain. And when she was dull, she took a golden ball and threw it in the air and caught it. And this ball was her favorite plaything. Now it so happened one day, the king's daughter's golden ball did not fall into the little hand which was holding up for it, but on the ground and rolled straight into the water. Splash! The king's daughter followed it with her eyes, but it vanished, and the well was so deep, so deep, that the bottom could not be seen. On this, she began to cry. She cried louder and louder. She could not be comforted. And as she thus lamented, someone said to her, What ails you, king's daughter? Why weep so even a stone would show pity? She looked at the side from whence the voice came and saw a frog stretching its thick, ugly head from the water. Oh, old water splasher, is it you, she said. I am weeping for my golden ball, which has fallen into the fountain. Be quiet and do not weep, answered the frog. I can help you. But what will you give me if I bring your plaything up again? Oh, whatever you will have, dear frog, she said. My clothes, my pearls and jewels, even the golden crown which I am wearing. The frog answered, I do not care for your clothes, your pearls and jewels and your golden crown. But if you will love me and let me be your companion and playfellow and sit by you at your little table and eat off your little golden plate and drink out of your little cup and sleep in your little bed, if you will promise me this, I will go down below and bring your golden ball up again. Ah, yes, she said. I promise you all you wish if you will but bring me my ball back again. She, however, thought, hmm, how silly this frog does talk. He lives in the water with the other frogs and croaks and can be no companion to a human being. But the frog, when he had received this promise, he put his head into the water and sank down. In a short time, he came swimming up again with the ball in his mouth and threw it on the grass. The king's daughter was delighted to see her pretty plaything once more and picked it up and ran away with it. Wait, wait, said the frog. Take me with you. I can't run as you can. But what did that avail to him to scream and croak and croak after her as loudly as he could? She did not listen to it, but ran home and soon forgot the poor frog, who was forced to go back into his fountain again. The next day, when she seated herself at table with the king and all the courtiers, and was eating with from her little golden plate, something came creeping 
splish, splash, splish, splash up the marble staircase. When it got to the top, it knocked on the door and cried, King's daughter, youngest, open the door. She ran to see who was outside, but when she opened the door, there sat the frog in front of it. Then she slammed the door with great haste and sat down at dinner again and was quite frightened. The king saw plainly that her heart was beating violently and said, My child, what are you so afraid of? Is there a giant outside who wants to carry you away? I know, she replied, it is no giant, it's a disgusting frog. What does the frog want with you? Ah, dear, dear father, yesterday I was in the forest sitting by the fountain and playing with my golden ball and it fell into the water. And because I cried so, the frog brought it out again for me. And because he insisted on so on it, I, I promised I should be his companion, but I never thought he would be able to come out of the water. And now here he is and wants to come in. In the meantime, it knocked a second time and cried, King's daughter, youngest, open to me. Don't you remember yesterday? And all that I, you to me did say, beside the cooling fountain spray, King's daughter, youngest, open to me. Then the king said, That which you have promised you must perform. Go and let him in. She went and opened the door, and the frog hopped and followed her step by step to her chair, and there sat still and cried, Lift me up beside you. She delayed until at last the king commanded her to do it. When the frog was once on her chair, he wanted to be on the table, and when he was on the table, he said, Now, push your little golden plate nearer to me that I may eat, we may eat together. She did this, but it was not e it was easy to see that she did not do it willingly. The frog enjoyed what he ate, but almost every mouthful she took choked her. At length he said, I have eaten and am satisfied. Now I am tired. Carry me to your little room and make your little silken bed ready and we will both lie down and go to sleep. Oh, the king's daughter began to cry, for she was afraid of the cold frog, which she did not like to touch, and which was now to sleep on her pretty clean little bed. But the king grew angry and said, "You, He helped you when you were in trouble, ought not afterward to be despised. So she took the frog with two fingers and carried him upstairs and put him in a corner. But when she was in bed, he crept to her and said, I am tired. I want to sleep as well as you. Lift me up and I will tell, or I will tell your father. She was terribly angry and took him and threw him with her all her might against the wall. Now, you will be quiet, odious frog, she said. But when he fell down, he was no frog, but a king's son with beautiful kind eyes. He, by her father's will, was now her dear companion and husband. Then he told her how he had been bewitched by a wicked witch and how no one could have delivered him from the fountain but herself. 
and tomorrow they would go together to his kingdom. Then they went to sleep, and the next morning when the sun awoke, a coach came rolling on, by up, drawn up by eight white horses with white ostrich feathers on their heads. They were harnessed with golden chains, and behind stood the young king's servant, Faithful Henry. Faithful Henry had been so unhappy when his master was changed into a frog that he had three iron bands laid round his heart, lest it should burst with grief and sadness. The coach was to conduct the young king into his kingdom. Faithful Henry helped them both in and placed himself behind again and was full of joy because of this deliverance. When they had driven part of the way, the king's son heard a crackling behind him as if something had broken. So he turned around and cried, Henry, the coach doth break. No, no, my lord, you do mistake. It is the band around my heart that felt such great and bitter smart when you were in the fountain strange when you were into a frog were changed. Again and once again, while they were on their way, something cracked, and each time the king's son thought it was the carriage breaking. But it was only the bands which were springing from the heart of faithful Henry because his master was set free and was happy. The 